0: Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with us. Uh, listen, I want to tell you that you might hear some noise in the background. Outside of our studios here in Nashville, there's some real heavy construction. Every so often, there's some pounding. There might even be a blast or two as they're doing some demolition. It doesn't bother us. We hope it won't bother you. Uh, many of you tell me that often when I give these warnings, you don't even hear it. That's because our engineers do such a great job. But all that to say, uh, if you do hear some pounding, we hear it too, and we're soldiering on. I want to talk to you about something disturbing that came up in the news, and I don't often do this for this reason. There is an entire industry out there amongst conservatives and Christians that is basically griping about news stories. And I try to stay away from that because I'm not interested in just being uh, reactionary about news stories. I read the same stuff you do. I watch television. I read news sources from around the world. I disturbed by the things that I see happening, but to get on this podcast and just bitch doesn't do anybody any good. And so I prefer to talk about trends. I, I try to lean a little bit more positive. I try to lean a little bit more towards solutions. That's why some of you will even hear me address people uh, in the house, in the Senate. Uh, I happen to know we've got a lot of those folks listening to uh, our podcast, even some occasionally we've had an indication of a Supreme Court justice listing. So we can actually speak to people. We can actually do some good. And I'd rather be doing good than just griping because griping doesn't change much. Yes, we need analysis. And yes, I'll analyze news from time to time. But I don't like just sitting there just saying tisk 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 about everything that's happening. I'll also have to say, as I give another caveat before I dive into this topic, that you know, throughout my life as a conservative and a Christian, I've received, as many uh, folks like me do, a lot of bashing from the people who disagree with me—the LGBTQ community uh, or people who are on the left. I have a lot of—I re- have a lot of relationships across lines. They actually make some of my friends who are conservatives and Christians nervous because I have friends who are gay and I have friends who are, uh, you know, far left, and I have friends who are uh, of far different religions from me, and I cultivate those. relationships relationships for all kinds of positive reasons but I often get bashed and we often get bashed Christians conservatives folks from anywhere on the right of the Spectre Center um, we often get bashed uh, for the way we might be uh, retreating from society in some areas private schools Christian schools uh, withdrawing from certain from funding certain centers for the arts or uh, etc uh, some folks even not even wanting to run for all Office because of the bashing they'll take, and because they don't feel like they can do any good in certain states and certain governments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And while you know that I and this podcast, and you often hear me talking about, let's get in there, let's make a difference, let's not back away. I understand the disgust. I understand the anger. I understand the unbelievable uh, sense of of just the insanity that's going on in our society, and. Wanting to retreat from those systems, build an alternative system, etc. I think it's got to be a combination of both, but at least I understand it. And I'm grateful, I want to say right off the bat before I dive in here, because I'm going to hit pretty hard, I'm grateful for those of you who are not aligned with me politically who listen to this podcast. I hear from you all the time. I've heard from radical Muslims, I've heard from folks on the far left, I've heard from Marxists, I've heard from members of the LGBTQ community, etc., etc., etc who know I don't agree with you. I love you. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad we're in the same world together. I'd love to have lunch with you. But the point is, you know we don't agree and yet you still hang in here and still interact with me. And I'm grateful for that. So now let me take you to a new story that I hope those of you on the left and those of you who are far removed from where I am uh, will listen to and just consider the insanity of and just try to imagine how someone like me, a relatively engaged uh, uh, relatively, I hope, loving and open-hearted Christian and conservative, uh, imagine how I might respond to this. And by the way, I think all of us ought to respond negatively to this, um, but it's happening all over our country. So my point's not just to gripe and say, tisk tisk. My point is to make a broader point to help maybe some of you understand why we think the way we do and why we're so disgusted with some of the trends going on in our society. Um, If you probably saw not too long ago in the news, a story that reports that New York City has shelled out over $200,000 a year of late for the noble purpose, I'm saying that sarcastically, of putting drag performers, drag queens essentially, in the public schools. Listen to the opening line of this story. New York City shelled out more than $200,000 in taxpayer funding in each of the past five years to have drag queens come into classrooms and interact with school children as young as age three. As young as age three. Three. There's a nonprofit called Drag Story Hour New York City, previously known as Drag Queen Story Hour New York City, that received $207,000 in taxpayer funding just in 2008 for the purpose I've already stated. Now, let me go a little further. Uh, this total includes a $50,000 contribution from New York State through its Council on the Arts. So just ponder for a moment. Here I am. I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. By the way, I have invested. I have supported the arts. My wife is very much in the arts, as many of you know, um, award-winning songwriter, producer, and what have you, done many tours and so on. We're in the arts. We fund the arts. We give money to various artistic things, the symphony and the Skirmerhorn Center here in Nashville and what have you. So there's the Council on the Arts. And what's it doing? Is it is it putting instruments in the classrooms today of our schools? No. Uh, is, is it sponsoring a, a great big arts event for any city kids or impoverished kids uh, at some fine center in New York? No. It's bringing drag queens into the public schools. That's what $50,000 from the New York uh, Council on the Arts paid for. $157,000 earmarked from the Department of Education's Cultural Affairs, New York City's Department of Education Cultural Affairs. Uh, Youth and Community Development is the rest of that name there. It just goes on and on and on. Records show that the nonprofit received $46,000 from city contracts for appearances at public schools, street festivals, and libraries in May alone ahead of Pride Month. $46,000 in May alone ahead of Pride Month, which is... June. I could go on and on. The events I'm reading now, the events involve cross-dressed drag performers, reading to school children at public schools, libraries, and other LGBTQ centers. That's interesting, isn't it? Public schools, libraries are listed in this article as LGBTQ centers. Um, has also expanded to include coloring activities. I could go on and on and on. Uh, here's one of the books they use. It's entitled The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish swish, swish. The hips on the drag queen go swish, swish, swish. And another book called The Dragtivity Book. Now, I want to tell you that if this was going on at a gay bar in downtown Nashville, or if this was happening in a private citizen's home and they were having drag parties and people were going as voluntarily or friends... And it was being funded by uh, wealthy members of the LGBTQ community. You wouldn't be hearing from me right now because while I, you know that I'm a traditional Christian and therefore you can imagine what my view is of LGBTQ people, love them. Uh, want them to connect to God, uh, but don't affirm their lifestyle, uh, that, that's just the traditional Christian view. It's also the view of, of most traditional Jews, and it's certainly the view of M- Muslims worldwide, which means between all those religions, more than half of the globe uh, holds that view. It's nothing new. It's nothing radical. It's nothing hating. And so uh, all that to say, if those activities were happening in private centers, fine, I I wouldn't even mention them to you because I know that stuff exists in the world. We all do. Uh, We may watch TV shows and say, dang, Hollywood's got an agenda and we'd be right. But you know what? It can happen wherever somebody privately is funding it. What's going on here is that the New York City government through its arts council, etc. And and even, even organizations that are meant for the development of youth are spending, well, by now it's millions of dollars even though it's somewhere in the 200 dollars $200,000, $300,000 a year in their budget. Uh, but we just saw $46,000 just in May, the month prior to Pride Month. So, And what's the goal here? Again, I want to say it's not even for expanding compassion and reducing violence against LGBTQ students. That's not what it's for. No, no, no. It's for paying drag queens... To go into the public schools and to hang with the students and read books like how the drag queen's hips go swish, swish, swish um, to children as young as three. Now, at this point, I can feel myself changing tones (laughs) that I am beginning to be the guy who just wants to get into the headlines and bellyache. That's not what I want to do. I want you to see, especially those of you who disagree with me, a lot of the people listening to this podcast, are going, that's Mansfield's exactly right. Those evil people. And, 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 I, and I appreciate that your response. I understand how you feel. Obviously, I'm largely with you. Uh, but, that's not, but, I'm, but right now, I'm glad that I've got a lot of people listening to this podcast who don't agree with me. And I want you just to take a moment and look at this. Am I a unique hater because I think this is stupid? I've actually advocated for LGBTQ LGBTQ people uh, not to be assaulted physically and advocated for laws that protect them. They have the same rights of protection as everybody else in our society, but they don't have preference in our curriculum. They don't have preference in government budgeting. So do I want them protected? Yes, Uh, I absolutely want them. I don't want anybody assaulted for what they believe in our society from drag queens to whatever. And I've been there and I've, and, I, and I've stood strong in that area. So, no, I'm not a unique hater. In fact, I'm probably more moderate than a lot of people listening to this podcast on this issue. I don't mean I'm soft on gay issues. What I mean is when it comes to protections and fundamental rights. At the same time, this is asininity. This is actually, in my view, and, I'm, and I, let me just lay my religion aside for two seconds and say this is actually immoral in the sense that this kind of money is being spent to put drag queens in front of elementary school kids, among others. And that money is not being spent for the prevention of violence, for the, for the I mean, go with even the training of tolerance, which tends to send people on the right over the edge. Um, but in New York City, drag queens are the big issue. Millions of dollars now. That's what it would have to be over the years, given the stats we read. And by the way, the source for that was Yahoo. I'm not reading from some hard right-wing griping website. I'm reading from Yahoo, Yahoo News Source. That That kind of money is being spent to put drag queens in front of third grade uh, three year olds or elementary school kids or high school kids it doesn't matter is to me immoral and and again, not because of the issue, not because of the uh, of the fact that it's LGBTQ. I mean I, I certainly hold that view, but i 'm laying that aside for the moment I 'm just saying it's immoral that that kind of money would be spent for that when there are so many other crying needs you've got kids in New York not even being fed well at their public schools. I mean, there's a food crisis that's being reported on a regular basis. But no, no, no. We're going to spend hundreds of thousands a year to put drag queens in our schools. Now, let me back off for just a moment. I've, I've described the situation. What I want you to see that this is the kind of nutsiness that people like me know goes on. And therefore, we don't conclude... That the New York, the, the the people who are pushing this in the New York government are serious people. They're one-dimensional, agenda-driven people who intend to cram their unique issue down our throats at government expense, which is precisely what the Founding Fathers didn't want. And by the way, some of you listening to this who are on the right are going to say, Well, that's New York, it's it's going to hell anyway. Why are you even talking about it, Mansfield? Well, I had a parent uh, and a grandparent bring to me recently a textbook used in the Franklin, Tennessee school system. And it was a book for elementary children uh, at the level of learning your ABCs. And it was called, I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast, The Gay BCs. And every letter of the alphabet was used to describe a word that had to do with being gay. And the book was an introduction for children at the age at which you learn your ABCs. Now, I have a grandchild who's five, and he knows his ABCs. So he I guess he would have learned those when he was four. Maybe he's advanced. So somewhere between four, six, seven, you're learning your ABCs. Children that age are being uh, integrated into a pro-gay mindset in the Franklin, Tennessee school system. I've heard from librarians of late who say that the number of pro-gay children's books that are being shoved onto the shelves for the, non, at least by non-discerning librarians, if not librarians who are actually uh, in line with that agenda, is stunning. So a child just wandering into a library and just reading a book while mom's checking out an Alfred Hitchcock novel or something or whatever, um, could just stumble on a book that then integrates them into a worldview completely contrary to what the family believes. And all of what I've just described, all of what I've just described is state funded, which means my tax dollars are going to fund that. Now, I certainly understand that in a democracy, your tax dollars going to have to go to fund some things, some things you don't believe in. We've engaged in military actions I didn't believe in. and You know, my, my tax dollars, I'm sure paid for that. And my tax dollars may be helping to pay Joe Biden's salary. And I'm not thrilled with that. You get my point. But all that to say, again, as a guy who's just slightly right of center, this is why folks on the right start to lose it after a while. This is why they start to build alternate systems. This is why there are church schools, why there are Christian private schools, why there are non-Christian private schools. This is why people build the way they build. And they think the way they do because they read this stuff and they think the New York City, uh, New York City government is not about objectivity. It's not about caring uh, at the most important levels. It's not about any constitutional restraints. It's about shoving an agenda down folks' throat. We're in the middle of some major crises our society, in our society. And let me assure you, drag queens are the answer to none of them but there's New York City spending millions of dollars to put drag queens in the public schools. So that's an outlier situation. I'm sure that's not happening in every school district, but I assure you that similar agendas are being pushed in Texas, a very conservative state. Similar agendas are being pushed in Tennessee, a thoroughly Republican state, Republican senators, Republican governor. I assure you it's being pushed in a lot of places where the majority of parents and families would completely disagree. Why? Because somebody's got their hands on the purse strings and somebody's driving an agenda. And so we got... Drag queens in our public libraries and drag queens in our schools and the library situation. At least the the drag queens were not paid. I happen to know the details of some of those situations. The ones I know about weren't paid. They were volunteering, and the library staff agreed to it. Okay, not happy about it, but in New York and other places, they're actually being paid to come be drag queens in in front of three year olds. It's absurd. It's unnecessary. And speaking non-religiously for a moment, it's immoral that money is being spent that way when there are more crying needs. You have schools without clinics. You got schools that without decent lunches for everybody. Not everybody's able to get to a lunch, a decent lunch. And we're paying drag queens to dance around in front of elementary school kids. So... I mention this not because I'm surprised by it. I live in the real world. I know what's going on. I know what the trends are. I see the stuff on TV. You do. I'm aware. I read. I know people who are doing these things. The issue is be aware that the majority of this country does not agree. And just because leftists have gotten their hands on the mechanisms of government does not mean that the rest of the country intends to let this go by. And that's a lot of why what you have Going on in D.C., people often say to me, "Man, it just doesn't. The government doesn't seem to work as peacefully as it used to." Well, it doesn't. And while I am sad about that, the fact is, uh, and they often people often ask me about the level of tension and disagreement in D.C. But the issue is that the issues are more substantive. We're not talking about, uh, you know, a, a slight percentage of raising taxes or exactly how to conduct a war abroad. We're talking about fundamental issues about like, should the unborn be killed? We're talking about, uh, should, should America be, should its history be treated in a completely negative light intended to inspire hatred and disgust with country? That's an important issue. That has to do with the survival of the country. We're talking about uh, sexual ethics at a fundamental level that should be determined by family and religious institutions. And instead, government simply taken it over and started to ram an agenda down our throats. So those of you on the right, let's be wise. Let's build alternatives. Let's learn. And those of you on the left, maybe you could just for a moment calm down and, and listen to us for a moment when we say, "Is this is insanity in New York. It's frankly insanity in Franklin, Tennessee, and it's insanity in Texas. And you know it. And... True, there are those episodes where the right also rams its agenda down people's throats and in some cases shouldn't. But this kind of thing is what's rising in our society. It's why there's such heightened tension in DC. It's why there's such tension in the social fabric. And we ought to really consider what's going on here. If you're LGBTQ, if you're a drag queen, have fun in your own home. I'll even say that once a year, you know what? Nobody should molest you if you dance down the street to, to support your right to be a drag queen. I mean, I guess that's what's going on in our society today. That's fine. I saw a video not too long ago with a naked young man with full breasts uh, dancing down the street during a pride parade and shaking his butt in the faces of children on the sidewalk. It's not something I'm going to endorse, but I understand your fundamental right to do it. But I, do, I will say straight up, government is wrong. When government funds drag queens in public schools. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. So what do you expect the rest of America to do? And answering that question helps explain a lot of what's going on in our society today. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular global speaker, and senior fellow for public leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.